Hello, hello, Karishma here, and welcome to Missteps to Success, a podcast which explores our failures and how they make up the fabric of our successes. My guest today is Grace. Grace McJones is a Nigerian-American technologist, mentor, podcaster, and Azure customer engineer. She is a STEM and inclusion advocate for women of color and underrepresented groups. She is passionate about democratizing technology through mentoring students, speaking at tech events, and volunteering with tech organizations such as Black Girls Code, Women Who Code, Chick Tech, and DigiGirls. Grace has been a mentor at Europe, Husky Tech, and the Master of Science in Information Systems program at the University of Washington Foster School of Business. Grace is also the host of the Tech Unlocked podcast, which aims to demystify and diversify the tech industry by giving people of color the keys they need to unlock their successful tech career. Enjoy, Grace. Hey, hey, Grace. How are you today? I'm doing good. Today has been a good day, and so I'm excited to be here. Wow, today's been a good day. I haven't really heard that that often. Yeah, it's been a weird week, um, but I think now that things are opening back up, you know, this is 2021, if anyone's listening in the future. (laughs) You know, we're in May, uh, and just getting to see family and friends has been good, so that's why it's been a good day. That's really funny that you say that, actually, because just today, I've been looking at flights to book for a friend's wedding, and it's just crazy to think a wedding with that many people (laughs) in one Mm -hmm. place. I mean, I'm I'm totally looking forward to it, but it's going to be something to get used to, I feel like. Well, thank you so much for coming to speak on Missteps to Success. I'm actually really, really excited to talk to you because you remind me a lot of myself. But just, just to kind of start us off, so you currently work as an Azure, I don't know if I say it right, Azure, Azure. Azure, you're good. You're Azure. Good, you're good. <laughs> Azure Cloud Engineer at Microsoft. And I think you're the Seattle lead as well for women who code. These are awesome positions to hold. There's no doubt about that. You're you're a badass. But as we both know, our LinkedIn titles never tell the full story. So could you speak a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today? Yeah. So the short version that I usually tell people if I meet them is that I was born in Nigeria, raised in Virginia, educated in Texas, and now in Seattle. So wow, that's kind of like how well highlight. rehearsed that was. Yeah. So no, because it's kind of like it's a lot. Because people are like, yeah. where are you from? I'm like, where am I from or from from or where I moved as an immigrant? You're just like, what is my identity? You know? So um that's the short version I give people just to kind of show that I've been not really around the place, but I I do move a lot. Mm -hmm. So I think my journey into tech has been something of a, not really a mistake, but something I didn't really see coming up. You know, growing up, I didn't have anyone who worked in tech, didn't have anyone in my family or my network. I didn't even know what that meant at the time who worked in the industry. And so for me, it was kind of like, not a mistake, but a pleasant surprise, you know, um, during college where I, you know, took a year off. Initially, I was studying international relations. And then after a while, I was kind of like, okay, I don't really know what I'm doing this degree. And then I had friends who had graduated earlier than me. And it was just so hard to find a job. It was either you go to graduate school, work for an NGO. And I was like, maybe that might not be the right path, you know? So 
I tell people I took a year off, but realistically, I actually dropped out because it was also expensive, <laughs> private college. And, you know, I got a scholarship to go, but even with that, it was really expensive. And so during that time off, you know, I just decided to try to find out creative things to to do and to learn. So I got into graphic design, uh, photography, more of the creative world. And so it was through um, that that I was kind of interested in software, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember just thinking to myself, wow, I wouldn't have a job without Photoshop, Illustrator, you know, in design for all my creative folks out there. And I was just curious, like, who made this, you know, and naturally, I am a curious person. So I went to Google things out and, you know, search for myself. And then I saw that, you know, it was created by this programming language. I was like, what's a programming language? And then just a rabbit hole of, of things. Um and well, so I just want to you- stop here real quick and just yeah. point out the fact that you, you are so resourceful. Right. I don't know many people that that really stop and think and, and ask themselves these questions. And I'll give an example. When I was younger, I probably couldn't tell you what a programming language was, but I don't think I had it in me to, to Google it. So mm-hmm. so props to you to, to for kind of doing that for yourself and also for not being afraid of being in a realm so different than where you were. Right. You're in international relations. That's drastically different from, you know, programming right. computer science. But you still found it in you to kind of go out there and research, even though that's not your background or really where you came from. Yeah, no, I mean, that's um, that's great to point out. And I do feel like, you know, being like Nigerian American immigrant first gen Sometimes you can see that as a disadvantage, but then because I didn't have those, you know, quote unquote networks or resources, I kind of had to push myself to find things out for myself because things weren't handed down to me and say, hey, like, you know, study computer science, it's where the future is going. And me be like, oh, am I interested? You know what I mean? Because that would have been a different conversation. But because it came from a place of curiosity, then I felt like I had that mindset of like, okay, even maybe I too can learn how to code and things like that. And so just kind of fast forward, um, I ended up going to a community college in Virginia, went there for a while, but then some of the classes I wanted to take weren't really there. So I ended up dropping out and I was like, okay, I need to figure out what I'm doing. And so that's when I decided to go to um, school in Texas and decided to study computer science. And that was a complete different journey in and of itself. Wait, wait, by the classes at the community college, do you mean like computer science courses? Or I took an intro to computer computers class. So it's more about the hardware, the CPU and things like that. So it wasn't really computer like programming related. So I was like, okay, this is cool, you know, but this is not... I think where I'm going. And then I just didn't know how to figure it out. So I definitely took some time off because obviously if you're paying for school and you're not really sure what you're doing, you're kind of wasting money, you know? And so I'm like, you know what? It's it's fine to take a break, you know, because people feel like, oh, I need to graduate in four years or else, you know, like, you know, things are not going to work out. And that's not true. Everyone's journey is different. You know, everyone's timeline is different. How did you have the strength to do that for yourself when your peers were, you know, graduating on time per se, right? How did you find it in you to kind of be like, I'm I'm okay kind of doing my own thing. I wasn't okay, to be honest, in the beginning because I was kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm so behind. I remember when I transferred to go to school in Texas and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so old. Everyone in LA is like younger than me, over-exaggerating, being super dramatic. And it wasn't even like that, maybe like a year or two. And then I remember there was someone in my computer science class who was probably, I think he was probably in his 40s or 30s and he was going back to school and just having conversations with him and, you know, what made him go back to school and all that stuff. 
and me, you know, complaining like, oh my gosh, I'm so old. And he's like, really, Grace, right. <laughs> you're <Yeah>. old. <laughs> so it kind of helped put things in perspective and just saying like, hey, you're never too old to learn. You're never too old to want to advance yourself or be a better version of yourself. Funny enough, one of my exes was uh, Forbes 30 under 30 guy. Mm-hmm. And I remember that was actually really terrible on my mental health because wow. I was like, oh my God, how am I going to achieve this much before 30, I turn 30? Ugh. And it kind of became this whole thing where 30 seemed like the end of life. So you transferred to the school in Texas or went to the school in Texas to study computer science. How did you end up there? Why there? And how did you know that was for you? How did you know you wanted to stay in computer science? So initially, I wanted to go to Texas A&M um, in College mm-hmm. Station. And I remembered, I think I applied and there's something like off about applying because I didn't have enough credit, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, cool. I'm not going to let that stop me. I'll just apply to the next college that is kind of not so far from there and go from there. So that's what honestly happened. You know, I remember in college, people were like, oh, what made you choose this school, which is Sam Houston State University? I was like, to be honest, it wasn't my top pick. Um, But then I ended up staying. I I really enjoyed the campus. I worked on campus. And so studying computer science, initially, I was kind of wanting to go in the realm of the creativity lane, like web design and things like that. Mm -hmm. But there wasn't a specific major per se. You know, you can't say I majored in web design. It's kind of an elective or something. So I was like, yeah, why not learn the whole thing? And so I decided to study computer science. And it was an interesting journey because obviously now in the tech industry, we all know what it means to be the only one, you know, in their offices or in meetings or things like that. And that happened in my classes, but I didn't really think anything of it because after class, I would go on campus and our campus was pretty diverse, you know, and I would hang out with my friends. So I was like, eh, whatever, it's just class, you know. But then just certain things like hindsight, obviously, I noticed like I never had a black computer science professor it was yeah. hard trying to find help. Like it was just a, a lot of different things. So I'm curious, you're you're now here, you're studying computer science and it's tough, but you enjoy the challenge that comes with it, but it is sort of a lonely journey. So at, at this point, would you say that you kind of hit any low points or anything like that where you were like, I really just don't know what I'm doing. Did you have any of those experiences and and how did you kind of deal with that? Yeah, I mean, I have, I had multiple, but I'll just share two that, you know, always sticks out, you know, for me first was taking a hard class, um, data structures, if anyone remember those classes, but our teacher was something else. That's all I would say since I'm on record. (laughs) Um, but that I, I remember hearing people saying like, oh my gosh, this class is so hard, you know, and I met a guy who actually took that class four times and I was kind of like, that's not me. Like, you know, it's not going to be that hard. And I remember, you know, with every class you have kind of a deadline before you can drop out and not have it count for your classes and all that kind of stuff. And for me personally, I had never like jumped out of a class. Like in high school, I had good grades and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm not really doing great in this class. Um, but then again, like I said, I love a good challenge and maybe my grades might change. But by the third assignment, I'm like, yo, I have a D. This is not right. Like, you know, oh, been there. I'm just been like, there. I don't know if this is my ego or am I giving up too soon? And so I just had all these thoughts in my mind. And so 
I ended up having to retake this class. And like I said, this, I don't know if it's the African person in me, but I was like, oh my gosh, I've never had to do this in my life. This is so embarrassing. And definitely looking back, I feel like I definitely put a lot of pressure on myself because it wasn't like my parents were like, wait, what happened? Blah, blah, blah. No, none of that stuff. And so I think two things I learned from that was just it's okay to, you know, start over in a sense because I just felt mm-hmm. like even though it was the norm that people took the, that class twice, I was like, that's not me. And I forgot that, you know, okay, this might this is something new I, I've never done before. This is different. I might have to take my time because even at that point, I was super active on campus. I was working two jobs, literally doing the most. Wow. And so I was like, okay, Grace, yeah. you, you need to give yourself some grace to figure this out. Like literally, <laughs> oh, I love you that. know? Yeah. So I was so hard on myself and I was just kind of, okay, cool. Like this isn't going my way this semester, but next semester, I know now what I'm up against. And so I definitely have to have more space in my schedule to study, to practice and all that stuff. And obviously things just turned out better the semester afterwards. I think something that you mentioned when we talked previously was getting those lower grades or having to retake a class kind of felt like an insult on your intelligence. And that's something that really resonates with me because I've, I also felt that mm-hmm. way, right? We all kind of grow up thinking that we're, we're smart people, right? We do well in school. Could you talk a little bit more about how you, you know, I know you said you want to give yourself more time to practice and stuff like that, but what was it like kind of shifting that mental model from this is an insult to my intelligence to I need to just give myself more space and time to to work through this? this. Yeah, with anything, I think, you know, coding related or tech or computer science related, you yourself, you know, like, okay, I'm not incapable of learning this thing, but it's just kind of a shock when it doesn't happen the first time. And so, with learning how to either code or just training assignments or things like that, I was like, okay, this isn't like, per- like I shouldn't take this personal. That's another thing. I was like, I shouldn't take this personal because I know at the core that I am trying to be a better version of myself. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to, you know, progress yeah. in my education. So I'm taking all the steps in the right direction. And then the other people who have passed the class. So I know now it's not like impossible to pass this class, right? But like I said, the first time I took the class, I underestimated how hard it would be. And so literally just, you know, taking that step step back the second semester and saying, okay, there's some things that I do have to pull back from in order to invest my time in making sure I actually pass this class because college isn't free. So I'm like, I'm not about to waste my money, <laughs> you know? And I was paying for my college, like personally working and doing other things to to pay for for college and so I think you know mentally I was just kind of like yeah I'm not the one that's you know dumb or whatever it is it's more about this is a process you know this is a challenge and sometimes you have to create different strategies in order to overcome whatever it is that you're going through and every time you start over you're not starting from zero you're starting from experience you know oh true I like that besides kind of your skills and knowledge in computer science right and and becoming better at that sort of the second time around or or, you know whatever as you go through the major did you notice any shifts or differences in yourself in the person you became could you speak a little bit to to your growth and your character as you as you kind of went through this journey I mean for me I just had to you know because I mean I guess I would describe myself as being ambitious in a sense but then knowing that okay sometimes um being ambitious in a sense where it's not too healthy it can become toxic it's not really good and so I'm just like okay having that little 
chit chat with myself like okay so let's sit down and talk for a minute <laughs> like what's happening you know um why are you chasing after this and it's so interesting because I didn't even know like tech salaries or like free food all the perks that you know tech company had because I'd never visited a tech company I never like I said had relatives or friends who work at tech so it wasn't like oh I'm, I'm studying or trying to do this thing for all these other benefits which is good Yep. But I think for me, it was kind of like building that mental strength and fortitude of saying like, hey, the real world, quote unquote, getting the job, there's so many things that are going to be hard. And it's kind of like, how are you going to approach those things? And so literally just having taken that time to self-reflect and say, okay, you think college is hard? You know, like life doesn't get any much easier. You have to get stronger and build that resilience. And so that was kind of like the mindset that I have. You know, some people might call it the growth mindset now, but I was kind of like, yeah, like you just don't give up and say, oh, this is not for me or I'm not good enough. You know, that's having that fixed mindset saying that you as a person can't change, which is wrong. I personally feel like everyone can change and they, be- they can become a better version of themselves, whether that's through their job, relationship, whatever it is, you know, as long as you yeah. want to change. And so I think having that mindset definitely helped you know, set me up for what I would encounter like in the real world or in my job and in this industry in general. Yeah. Well, I just want to point out that you you weren't in tech or weren't in computer science because of any sort of benefits or, you know, tech salaries right. or whatever, right? That comes after. This is honestly purely driven from this desire to learn mm-hmm. and, and curiosity. And so I think coming from that angle also is really powerful. And I'm actually from the other side of things. So, you know, you mentioned no one told you, oh, study computer science, I'll be good for you. I was told <laughs> study computer science, it'll be good for you. And it's it's funny, going through it was purely driven by money. And I was not someone who would be a computer scientist before college. But, you know, I got to college, I did the thing. And after four years, I couldn't land a software engineering gig because I was not motivated by the same. And I just feel like you were you had real drive right, to learn. And I didn't. So when I got to it, I was was like, I really just I can't code. I don't know what this degree says. But that I think that's interesting just to point out your your story and mine. It's kind of like there are certain commonalities, but the struggle is the same. You know what I mean? It's kind of like even I was, yeah. quote unquote, doing it for, you know, personal reasons and you're doing it for your reasons. There were still limitations, right, of like, okay, can I lay, lay on this job? Because I didn't have a, you know, software internship, like, you know, in college. And there's different, different reasons for that, mm-hmm. even though I applied and applied. But you're just saying that in general, there are different challenge the situation where it's just like cool like you know getting the degree no matter what it is doesn't guarantee you a job even a cs yeah. degree yeah. like you would think oh my god yeah. <laughs> like i thought yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's one thing that i wasn't really ready for and you know people say what do you wish right. you knew before i was like getting the degree is just like literally the bottom of it you know because now that you know software engineers are in demand and every company is a tech company it's a digital company competition is stiff and so it's kind of like you got to bring in your a game and so i just wanted to point that out and say like yeah doing things for money isn't necessarily bad because some people you got to pay your bills you know you got to have an apartment like there's nothing wrong but no matter what you do there's still going to be challenges that you might have to face during this process 
I love that. And I, I want to touch a little bit more on what you said. So you said that you didn't have an internship during college, right? You know, which is kind of considered traditional for, for software engineers. You have quite a non-traditional path. What would you say to to college students now who might be worried that their world is ending because, you know, they may have one bad grade or they don't have the internship. But, you know, looking at you, you're in a really great place right now, even though boxes were not perfectly being checked along the way. For me, I just realized that I would have to go out and learn things on my own. And by going out, I mean being intentional about how I wanted to kind of connect with people. So this didn't really hit me to like senior year where it's like, okay, I'm about to graduate and I know no one. (laughs) And, you know, I don't have X, Y, Z on my resume. But I think this is advice we give all the time about like, oh yeah, go on LinkedIn, you know, find someone that does something that you do and blah, blah, blah. I think that's great advice. But one thing I tell people also is be a content creator. And this is something that is different because we are in a digital world where everyone is online, you know, and everyone is either on Twitter or on LinkedIn. And this is good in terms of learning things that are outside your um, curriculum at school. And so let's say you're, you know, you're a CS grad, but your um, minor is cybersecurity or AI or whatever it is these days, look like you are interested in those things online. If you have a LinkedIn, post articles that you're reading, you know, make videos on things that you're learning because at the end of the day, people are going to gravitate to you because of what you put out there, you know? And so I tell people all the time, it's like, yeah, even if you're not an extrovert, because I'm definitely an introvert, it's important that people know what you're about and what you're passionate about. People can't read your minds, you know? And so every time you put out content, it's an invitation for people to have a conversation with you. Go to where the hiring managers are and they're on Twitter, they're on LinkedIn, you know, interact with what they're posting. If they say like, hey, you know, our product just released a new service and this is what it does. Go try the new service, spin up, you know, a web app, you know, this is Azure and Azure, whatever, learn about it, post about it, how to create your personal website in Azure with the... $200 $200 free credit, you know, sorry, I'm just plugging in Azure right now. But those are things that people don't think about because the, the important thing is that when you get to the interview, people and people say, oh, I'm passionate about technology. It's like, okay, show us, you know, don't just tell, yeah. show us outside yeah. of like your schoolwork. How are you passionate about the things you say you're passionate about? And so that's a great way to stand out. And so I, I think right now, if you feel like, okay, I didn't go the traditional route, you know, I have nothing on my, you know, resume, create your own projects, volunteer for a nonprofit and redo their website or create an app for them. So I just think people should think outside the box because the internet is free, right? You know, so use the resources that are available to you, create TikTok videos. I don't know, but showcase what you learn about. So when people come to your page or your website, they don't have to guess who you are. Okay, so that is Super awesome advice. I love that so much. And I think what I like most about your advice is that it kind of creates this world of opportunities that I didn't know existed when I was going through college. Mm -hmm. Because when I was going through college, I thought my job was an A plus in all my computer science courses, maybe like spending my weekends (laughs) doing leap code. I thought that being the best software engineer was the only option I had in the realm of computer science. And it took me so long to realize that there's so much going on in tech. There's tech policy, Mm -hmm. right? Social 
responsibility with AI. There's a lot of really cool stuff yeah. and there's a lot of opportunity to prove yourself at not just in coding, but in creative ways as well, like you mentioned. I know you mentioned you're from Nigeria. You grew up in Virginia. I was wondering if you could speak a bit about the environment you grew up in, your parents. How did you witness how they dealt with failure, if you did? And how do you think that impacted you and the way you see things? Because in talking to you, I know you're you're very resilient. And so I, I just would like to know kind of a little bit more of your backstory and where that stems from. I mean, you know, we talked about earlier mental models and mindset. And I think that definitely comes from being from a household that education was number one. My parents were definitely, they were definitely champions for taking education seriously. And I did too. And my siblings were there too, because our parents came all the way out here, you know, with not having relations or not knowing anyone for us to have a better life than they did. And so I'm like, I don't want their sacrifices to go to waste, <laughs> you know? All they required from me at that time as a student was to be a good student. But I think for me, knowing that, you know, being in America and then having friends back home and the opportunities that I have, I didn't want to waste any of them because I knew there were people wishing and praying that they were in my position. And so it gives you a sense of gratitude, but also a sense of responsibility. Because at, at the time, like I said, right now, I'm the only one who's, you know, graduated college in America. And so... I know I have siblings behind me waiting, you know? And so everything yeah. that I do, it's kind of like, okay, it might not be perfect, but then it's something that I can also share with others. And so, hey, like the road might not be smooth, but hey, it's possible to get to your de destination. Yeah. So just growing up with, with parents who were definitely education forward and wanting us to be the best and do the best definitely helped me while I was in college. Just kind of that relentless, you know, mindset and being more resilient in, in things that I, I face day to day or just in general. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think also what's really really interesting is you kind of mentioned that same theme when you were talking about college as well as you know you didn't want to waste the money that that got put to it so kind of also giving it a little bit more of like a what is the cost here right and saying okay I've made an investment my parents have made an investment coming here you know how am I going to make the most of it and I might not be doing things perfectly right now but I will not waste this money or I will not waste this investment that they've put through so I think that's really really cool so just to kind of tie things up here, we both agree that, you know, computer science is difficult, but it could have been a breeze. It's It's been a breeze for many of my peers in computer science, but it wasn't, you know, for us. And I would just kind of like to know from you, why do you think you're better off today? Because it wasn't a breeze for you, right? We can all wish that things were easy. And in the, in the moment, I'm sure you were wishing that for yourself. But today, why do you think you are better off? Because it was so difficult. I think that in life in general, um, there's no growth without discomfort. And so me pushing myself out of my comfort zone definitely helped me to grow in areas that I didn't know I was weak at or helped me build the mental fortitude that I didn't know I would need going into the tech industry. And I wouldn't say my job is easier or, you know, being a black woman in tech is any easier because of that. But, you know, the way I look at things and my worldview is definitely different of like, okay, these are ways that I can deal with either microaggressions or just different things in, in general. And so, there's definitely a lot that comes with taking a more difficult road. And especially people don't understand why. It's kind of like, what is the point? Um, right. But personally, I tend to set a high standard for myself 
you know, because I want to be a person of excellence. But at the same time, I know that, you know, progress is much better than perfection. And so it's like you can be great at something and want to have a high standard for yourself, but you don't beat yourself up if you don't get there. Like I said, it's okay to be like, okay, I didn't do my best today, but hey, tomorrow I'm going to do better, you know? And so I think for me, just having that mindset or even having that mental model of like, hey, this is how, you know, I make decisions or this is how I want to approach things has definitely helped in sustaining me today in my career and also signing up for new challenges. Because like I said, whenever you go into something that's new, that's maybe different, you kind of have, you know, your past experience to be like, okay, if I was able to survive xyz you know i think i'm able to kind of tackle this on i think my favorite part about everything that you've said is you're all about being as resourceful and as curious as possible all of that over being the smartest person in the room which i think a lot of people need to hear i needed to hear it so thank you for that and also thank you for your candidness and and being very honest and authentic about your journey i think it's going to resonate with a lot of people. It was great having you on Missteps to Success. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This was so much fun. And if there's any, you know, thing I want to say, like a final last thought, it's just ownership. You know, I think that yeah. so many times we feel like the world owes us stuff and sometimes it might, but just having that personal responsibility of, okay, what can I do? You know, how can I be diligent mm-hmm. in the way I approach things and being proactive and showing up every day, show up as yourself, you know, have the battle in terms of getting anything is just showing up, you know, being consistent. And so taking that ownership, whether that's in your class or, you know, in your job, definitely will lead you to, you know, incredible places within your career because no one can do that for you at the end of the day. So love being on this podcast and thank you for allowing me to, you know, share my story and being candid as possible. I know that this podcast is going to help a lot of people within their career. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. If you've got a story you'd like to share, DM me on Instagram at missteps to success. If you like what you heard today, it would be really awesome if you could leave me a review. This was Missteps to Success, and I'm Karishma. Until next time.